welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 podcast, the podcast for ambitious English students who want to become fluent English speakers, global communicators, and real-world English 2.0 performers. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Al, and we've got a great episode for you today. It's a very special episode, as I've been mentioning uh, in the last couple of weeks. Today marks the 10 year anniversary of the English 2.0 podcast. So let me just give a big thank you to all of you who have been watching since the first episode. And for those who are new, thank you as well. Thanks for trusting me with your English study. And I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate every single person who has listened and watched and downloaded the podcast over the last 10 years. And let's hope we can make it 10 more. And it's been now almost 1.5 million downloads. So beyond my wildest dreams before I started this podcast 10 years ago. So thank you so much. Now, as I also mentioned a few weeks ago, I will be making a very, very special announcement, a big announcement at the end of this episode. So you don't wanna miss that. Stay tuned until the end. We'll get to it, but the topic of today's episode, this is episode number 40, is I'm gonna take a look at some of the best lessons from the last 10 years and bring them to you again right here today. Because these are, I had to dig deep back into the archives of the English 2.0 podcast to find those important lessons that, to be honest, may have gotten buried in the, you know, in all the new episodes that have come out. So we wanna go back and take a look at those. Before we do that, please share this podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues. If you are on the alsensei.com page, you can do that by going on the left, or sorry, the, uh, the little social media icons there, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever you have, and please share it. Or you can share it word of mouth, always appreciated that way as well. So about 12 years ago, I had, this is before the days of smartphones, you know, where everybody had a video camera on their, their phone. I had one of those handheld, we call them camcorders back then. I had one of those and it was about 12 years ago, I set it up on a little chair and I started recording the first episode of the podcast. Now back then I had a different name for the podcast and I was gonna call it the Use It or Lose It English Podcast. <laughs> that was the, the original title. Um, and I actually recorded the introduction to that podcast. Now, that video has never been shown to the public. I have never, actually, I don't ever think I watched myself after I recorded it. And I, in fact, I don't know where that video is. So nobody's ever gonna see that. But that's just giving you a little you know, background into how this all started. And actually, about two years after that, as you can as you can tell by the the timing, is when I actually released the first episode. So, don't, you know that just shows that you know if you have an idea, there's something you want to get out to the world. Don't give up. You know it might take a little bit longer than you expected, but it took me it took me a couple of years to actually you know put my mind to it and actually get the thing that I wanted to get out. And of course it wasn't perfect. Go, if you can find that first episode, which was called uh, How Do Americans Spend New Year's? 
Um, you'll go back. Actually, I watched that episode yesterday and I, I had to laugh because it's, it's quite funny, a little bit embarrassing. Um, and if I feel like it, I might link it in the show notes so that you guys can uh, check that one out as well. Uh, but anyway, I, d- I had to go back in the archives and I wanted to find the top lessons from the last 10 years. So we're going to start with episode number five. And the title of this episode was Three Keys for Becoming a Natural Speaker. Okay, so again, there are three keys. And I'm going to share a couple of them with you right now. We're going to review those. Okay, so the first thing that you need to become a natural speaker is natural expressions. All right. So when I was teaching in Japan, I noticed that a lot of students were doing a good job at communicating, but their English wasn't the most natural. Okay, and so of course, you know, we want to make sure that we get, a, get our point across. That's the most important thing. But when we start to level up your English and you start to level up your overall communication style, this is something I feel it's very important. Like, for example, there's, an ex- there's a phrase that a lot of my students were using. You know, they were saying, oh, when I was an elementary school student. Okay. Uh, and again, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a more natural way, you know, if you, when, I, when I say natural, I mean like if you were able to listen to native speakers talk to each other, would they actually say that? Or when I was a high school student? Uh, they would more likely say when I was in high school. Okay. They, again, it's just a natural way of saying that. When I was in high school or when I was in, when I was in elementary school. Okay. I don't think native speakers would use the phrase so much when I was a high school student. Again, maybe it d- may depend on the, the situation, but that's just an idea to give you. Now, how can you get or how can you learn more natural expressions? Again, simply, you just need to observe native speakers talking with each other. Again, and again, hopefully in a natural situation. All right. And again, in the episode, I outlined ways you can do that. So I want you to go, to go review that now, but you get the idea. So you want to observe native speakers talking with each other and start to really listen carefully and note down expressions that you hear over and over and over. All right. Number two, what's the second thing that you can do is work on your pronunciation and intonation. Okay. Pronunciation and intonation. That'll help you sound more natural like a native speaker now pronunciation is challenging for a lot of students particularly from asia because english is completely different from asian languages uh the sounds a lot of the sounds are more challenging you don't use the same mouth muscles your tongue muscles Uh, and not only asian languages but other languages from around the world as well okay so it's really important as you level up to work on that pronunciation and then intonation is more of the flow okay and the tone of your sentences and words okay so you want to listen to again native speakers talking with each other and one thing that i really stress a lot over the years not only that episode but over the years is if your goal is to become a more natural speaker and not natural writer or reader, 
but speaker, okay, then you've got to use your ear more, not your eyes, okay? Don't look at how the word is written. That's not gonna help you with pronunciation. Use your ear and try to reproduce the sound as closely as possible. And again, you can review all of my pronunciation points to help you with that, all right? Now, the third key for becoming a natural speaker, well, I'm gonna save it and have you go watch that episode to get the third key for becoming a natural speaker. And I'm gonna put a link to it right in the show notes below to make it easy for you to access it. So for the second episode that we're going to review today, and this is one of, I think, the most important episodes and one of the most important lessons I've ever had on the English 2.0 podcast. And that was episode number 13, Lucky 13. And the title of that podcast was Fears of Speaking English. All right, and in that episode, I talked about three you know, common fears that students have when they speak English that really affects their speaking and affects their spoken output, their communication overall. And so that's why it's so important to understand these and overcome them as soon as possible. So the first fear I mentioned in that episode was the fear of not being polite enough or you could rephrase that to fear of offending someone, okay? And I found this one to be, again, quite troubling for students because rather than, you know, speaking freely, they might hesitate because they're afraid that they will, you know, be impolite to perhaps a native speaker or someone from a different country or culture or background, all right? And, you know, of course it's, very important to have that feeling of sensitivity and that's really really important to have of course but when it becomes too much where it paralyzes you where you don't feel that you can express yourself freely uh, i think that becomes a problem from the other side so maybe a balance here okay now the important lesson here is to understand that Again, from a native English speaker's point of view, in my opinion, it's very, very difficult to offend someone. You really have to make an effort, okay? So (laughs) I wouldn't be so concerned. Now, if you do, okay, by accident, of course, if you have that sensitivity, it's going to be an accident if you act, you know, if you offend someone or you're not polite to someone, well, they might tell you or they'll have a kind of a you know facial expression that will tell you that you know they, they've um, been offended by you or you, you know you haven't been polite to them and in that case hey that creates another opportunity for more dialogue okay so you can you know they might address it with you hey that wasn't so polite or you can ask them oh I'm sorry did I say something that was uh, not polite or did I offend you I'm, I apologize you so again, just think of it as more dialogue, you know, more conversation, not less. Okay, more is better, more conversation, more dialogue is better. All right, and please go back and review that lesson. The second fear of speaking English was the fear of not being understood. Okay, and again, I totally understand, you know, as someone who studied Japanese a long time and lived in Japan, 
there are plenty of times when I wasn't understood or I, I felt that I wasn't being understood. And that can, again, make you feel, it can make you lose confidence. Okay? And so this is very important to address. But again, it's kind of a little mindset shift, I think. So the, the key thing to understand here is, again, if you, if you are afraid that someone will not understand you, again, think of it as a chance for more dialogue, more conversation, more communication, and not less. So again, they're going to, you know, with uh, someone who's a very sympathetic or a very good listener, they're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that. Could you rephrase that? Or could you say that in another way? Or could you repeat that? Okay. Or it's a chance for you, if, you, if maybe they didn't, they're not so direct, you, know, you might see their, again, something like a body language or if their facial expression might change, like, hmm? you know, like something like that, where you pick it up. Okay. And then if you pick that up, you can take that proactively and say, oh, what I mean is da 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 da. Or sorry, what I'm trying to say is blah, 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 blah. Okay, so use it as another opportunity to you know, communicate and speak more. All right, so again, just a little mindset change, but you can do it, okay? Don't be afraid of not being understood because we have that in our native language. Okay? Uh, and again, it's a chance for more dialogue. All right, now the third fear of speaking English. Again, I'm gonna save it so you go back and review that lesson. I think you might be able to guess what the third fear is, but it's really important that we address it. So go back and watch that. Again, I'll link it in the show notes below. Now for the third and final lesson we're going to review here before I make the big announcement is episode number 29. And that was how to respond more quickly. All right. So this is uh, something that you know, troubled a lot of students over the years in how to respond more quickly. They felt, you know, when they were spoken to uh, by someone else, maybe a native speaker, they would freeze up not knowing how to respond. So in this episode, I gave three strategies or three ways that you can respond more quickly. Three tips, we'll say. All right. Now, the first tip is that first, the first thing to help you respond more quickly is you need to understand properly. Okay, so that's the first step before you can make a natural and quick response. So if someone is speaking to you and you couldn't quite catch it, don't pretend to understand. You've got to be proactive. You've got to be an active listener and ask them what they mean. Oh, sorry, I could you repeat that? Or I'm sorry, I don't know what blah, blah, blah means. Could you explain that? Okay, so again, use that as a chance to clarify their communication so that you understand it first. Okay? Now, the second tip is to have common phrases or strategies to help you respond. Okay, now here's what I mean by that. So, you know, of course, there are certain phrases or certain greetings that, you know, that are very common. So people are going to say them every day. Good morning. Oh, good morning. You know, things like that. So, you know, as you hear more of those, you'll get used to them and you kind of, you know, observe native speakers and you'll get to know what the common responses are. Okay. So there's certain things like that. Greetings, um, 
invitations, things like that, right? So you kind of learn the, the general natural responses. Another idea is to have a common strategy. So this is you know a thing I've talked about a lot, which is using an echo word plus a question to respond. Okay, so that is a natural way to respond as well. And I've talked a lot about that. Uh, you can review uh, this lesson or also speaking skills number one, showing interest. It's the same same thing. Okay, so again, I'll, you can go back and look at the examples there. All right, so again, number one is first understand. Number two is learn common phrases and strategies to respond. And there is one more tip. The third tip to help you respond more quickly. Again, I'm going to leave it up to you to go back and review that lesson episode number 29 again i'll link it in the show notes so that you can check that one out as well all right so those are some of the top lessons some of the top episodes over the last 10 years and there are a lot of really good episodes uh let me just mention a couple more that i'll link up as well some of the most popular episodes from you know of all time are I believe it was episode 34, I want to say, Are You Wasting Time and Money? That was a popular one. Uh, pronunciation point 31 for with the countries and nationalities. That's a really, really popular episode. Uh, one of the most downloaded of all time. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll link a few more. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I'll link a few more in the show notes as well. Which brings us to the end. This is the big announcement that you've been waiting for and i'm so excited to bring it to you here on the 10th anniversary of the english 2.0 podcast and here it is guys so it's taken me 10 years but i'm going to be releasing my first book ever and it's called english fluency power all right and i want you to all grab a copy it'll be coming out this is a book I've been working on for a long time. As you know, I've been doing this podcast for 10 years and teaching thousands of students in Japan mostly, but online as well, all over the world, 190 countries. And I've been able to meet lots of fantastic students. I've gathered all of the top habits and qualities of those students. I put together my knowledge and wisdom from teaching 18 years in the business and I've packed it all into this one book, English Fluency Power. So this has not only the mindset you need, but it has a step-by-step -step action plan, actually six action plans that you're going to follow. It has fun stories to help illustrate the points and I think you're gonna love it and I'm gonna Again, as we get closer and closer to the release, I'm going to be telling you more and more about it. But I want you to know it's going to be action-packed. It's going to have lots of bonuses, lots of worksheets, lots of very actionable things that you can do to help you become a more fluent English speaker. And I'm so excited to announce this today. So if you want to stay up to date, get all the latest updates, and also get a special bonus just for signing up, head to englishfluencypower.com englishfluencypower.com and there you'll be on the list to get all the updates for the release 
special bonuses. And I'm gonna actually, just for signing up, and I'm gonna give you my special bonus for this sign up, which is Al Sente's 25 Hot Idioms for 2021. Okay, this year, it's the first time I'm releasing this list of idioms. So be sure to go get that at EnglishFluencyPower.com. Again, I really appreciate you guys for being with me. Uh, for those of you who have been here since the first episode, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. For those who are new, go back into the archives and check out some of those episodes. Uh, they're really, really helpful. Um, and I, I think you'll get a lot out of them. And be ready to really level up your English as you know we start to announce the next coming uh, upcoming things for the release of my first book, English Fluency Power. All right, thanks so much, guys. We're gonna wrap it up there. If you have any questions, please feel free to email, email me, al at alsensei.com. And I always look forward to hearing you. If you wanna leave a message on uh, a voicemail, just click the little send voicemail tab on alsensei.com. I just got a wonderful message the other day and I'll review that uh, coming up in the next few weeks. But thank you so much, everybody, and I will see you next time on the English 2.0 podcast. And always remember to level up your learning and level up your life.